Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 335. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. Stephanie, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Good. Actually, I'm doing absolutely awesome. I've never been better, and it does happen to get better every single day. Okay. (laughs) That's what you say. I posted about this yesterday. Okay. On Facebook. Yeah. I posted a book. You did. I told you. Facebook is not to actually write books. So... I don't think. And I realize that everybody who listens to this probably follows me on Facebook, and they've probably seen it. So I'm not going to go into detail. Except just to say that I hit, for me, a major milestone yesterday, and that is that I have officially dropped down to what has been my lowest weight I've ever weighed in my, I think, as far as I can remember, I know, I can guarantee you for a fact, I've never weighed this low in the past 10 years. That's a guarantee. And it may be... 20 years I don't know did I pick I, I don't know how much um, I don't know how much I weighed when we hey got, it's nice to meet you how much do you weigh yeah no I don't remember how I much asked. I weighed back when we started dating but uh anyway I I weighed in uh yesterday 212 pounds and that's down from 268 on November 14th and I think it was like 20.9 percent of my uh of body weight that I've right. lost which is pretty awesome. And that is. I am very excited about that. As well you should be. And uh, the exciting thing is, is that you've been seeing con- some consistent progress on the scale as I well. I have. It's about time. It, it, seriously, it's about time because I've been doing this, I've been doing weight training since February. Um, my cardio has been on again and off again. I, I've, I've shared that, but um, I've been pretty steady in my cardio since before you went to Europe, which was in September. Yep. And even when I first started getting back into the cardio and you're like, you're going to see results immediately. And I didn't because I still kept going up and down the same like three or four pounds. And um, but then you changed. Well, hold on. Which is why you should never tell people, oh, you're going to like, you know, anyway, you have to choose your words carefully. <laughs> but um, but I am now and it's about dang time. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some other things so. that when you did start seeing the change, there there was one little up, but since then it's been pretty consistent. But I knew that it was I, like I knew that my choices the day before were going to affect. Right. But affect th- there is one thing that, that you added the daily cardio in pretty consistently uh, without missing a whole lot. Uh, but the other thing that you, you made some changes based upon something that I had researched and found from Glenn uh, in his podcast, and that was the idea of eating every three hours. Um, starting out first thing in the morning, having something with protein, staying away from all carbs in the morning, and instantly doing something that activates your muscles so that that protein gets immediately put into your into your muscles rather than getting stored. So, so I do um, wake up in the morning and and have a protein shake and do something um, muscle related. And um, but the eating every three hours lasted like two weeks. Oh, I'm you're not, not doing that anymore. Not consistently like I was. I'm I'm not good at it. it it's no, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that I think if I really looked at what I was eating, I could say I'm probably eating, um, close to every three hours. Right. But um, the first two weeks I was like very, um, diligent about it, and I'm not anymore. Okay. Cool. It's just. The way that it is. The good news is that you're still seeing some results. But I'm still seeing results and it's fantastic. Awesome. Um, So there's some questions in here that we've gotten from folks on Periscope. And uh, by the way, if you guys want to email us your questions for Family from the Heart, you can always do so. The email is feedback at gspn.tv. Anyway, Beth Ann actually asked this question. She says, have you 
Uh, or do you have more or less energy after cutting back on your calories? She said her experience is that when she's actually gone in and, and started a new routine that uh, when she has cut calories, she feels sluggish, that it kind of slows her down. So I'll let you answer first and then I'll answer for me. Um, I, <laughs> number one, what kind of calories are you eating? Right. <laughs> Would be my first question because um, there are days where even when I'm staying within calories, I can eat the wrong kind of calories and still feel sluggish. But I find that I feel better when I eat less calories because when I eat more, I it's not sluggish, but I feel weighted down and heavy and um, and I don't like that feeling. Right. I, I don't like, yeah, it's not a feeling that I, I like. Gotcha. Well, for me, I, I have to answer mine is going to be a little unique to me and, and my... Well, everything's unique to everyone. Well, exactly. But for me, I happen to have like, I, I guess you could say sugar level in, uh, issues. Never been diagnosed diabetic, although probably if I would have gone to the doctor a year ago, I, it, it may have been at the point where it's like, okay, we need to talk about you know diabetes here. Uh, I don't think that that would be the case today. Um, however, what I can tell you is that in my early 20s, actually as early as 18, but certainly in my early 20s, I had been diagnosed with hypoglycemia, which is uh, low blood sugar, and also which they say is like a precursor to to becoming diabetic um, and all that other stuff. But anyway, what happens is with hypoglycemia, if I eat sugar, what happens is my insulin levels kick in, and as a result of my body not being able to turn that reaction off, the insulin keeps going, which keeps taking my blood sugar levels way low. And and then finally, it gets so low that I'm about ready to pass out unless I eat something. And the only thing that oftentimes it feels like the only thing to do is to eat something that's going to give me a sugar rush. To eat sugar. And so it, I, I happen to know about myself that if I have calories that contain a lot of sugar or even foods that are uh, carbs that get processed and turned into sugar right away... Um, then then what I find is that after eating them, I feel great, usually somewhere between 20 to 40 minutes later, then I start feeling sluggish again. So yes, when I started cutting my calories, the very first thing, I, I started out by adding the physical activity first, and I did not change the diet at, immediately. Uh, so it was all about physical activity, getting physically active. And then it was you know, I knew that I was going to get into changing my nutrition and everything. Um, but for me, I, I'm like, it, it took me a couple of weeks. I'm like, let me get this routine started and then I'll address my eating habits. And when I started addressing my eating habits, it was cutting calories first. And, and that is all that was. It wasn't changing the style of foods that I was eating. It was simply cutting back the calories. And the reality is, is that even it with the, even with the crap that I was eating, uh, the fact that I was actually moving daily and and having great physical activity, the the reality is is that even though I was eating crap food, the fact that I was cutting or limiting the amount that I was eating did I did see some results on the scale. But yes, I did feel sluggish. There were times where it's like I would eat breakfast, and let's just say breakfast was cereal, and it and I don't eat the you know the kids sugary cereal, but I was eating like raisin nut bran or something like that that has plenty of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And I would eat that. I'd feel great for about 20, 45 minutes. And then I'm down here working. And all of a sudden, I feel hungry and actually started to feel a little sluggish. And so I would go up and I would have a snack. And sometimes uh, a snack might have, I don't even know what a snack was back then. I can't even remember. It was was a year ago. Um, But I would have a snack. And I'm sure that it had sugar in it or some kind of processed carbs, maybe chips. Actually, I'd, I'd probably disagree because you've always had nuts as a snack. Always. Okay, but I, I, there were there were chips in the house at the time. Well, they weren't yours, so you shouldn't the, have been eating the, them anyway. The, no, this was a year ago. We had tons of tortilla chips. We had tons of kettle chips. I mean, the, our house was stocked full with with chips. Okay, and so I would eat chips. That would it would take a little while for those carbs to be processed into sugar. I would feel fine after that, and I would just barely make it to lunch. And then at lunch, I would eat. And sometimes I would, we would go to a place and I might actually have a dessert with lunch, you know? And, and, and so, yeah, I, I would feel sluggish. And when I ate like that, 
when I was counting calories, um, it, it was tough for me to maintain energy levels. But I can tell you that today, um, I eat within my calorie budget every single day. And I've been very consistent with that for months after month after month. And what I can tell you is that today, I never experience sluggishness at all. Zero sluggishness ever. Um, as far as energy levels, sugar levels, uh, I've com- almost completely eliminated sugar, processed sugar from my life. Um, it's not like I have said, I will never eat a cupcake again, or I'll never eat a piece of cake, or I'll never, but typically I, I know that if I'm going to do that, I will either, number one, make sure that I'm going to be exercising immediately after the act of doing that, or number two, that I'll be going to bed pretty soon because I know that I won't have energy afterwards. Um, so it's, it, here's what I will tell you. I'm not saying that I, like for example, Thanksgiving's coming up. Am I going to have pumpkin pie this Thanksgiving? Yes, I am. Does that pumpkin pie have sugar in it? Yes, it does. So it's not like I'm saying I'll never have it, but here's what I can tell you. Am I going to eat pumpkin pie mo- you know, more than one time this year? Probably not um, because I don't need it. And one of the things that I know is that you know, I, I've changed how I eat to where it, I want to eat not only to fuel my body, but I also understand that food is enjoyment and that's a part of culture in lots of different cultures, including our own. And so I want to be able to enjoy food as well. And I do enjoy the foods that I eat, but enjoying food that comes at the cost of completely screwing with my sugar levels and my energy levels just isn't worth it to me. And so I have come to really value the consistent level of energy that I have from the time I wake up in the morning until the time I go to bed to where even though I still crave a York peppermint patty when I see them at the checkout aisle, even though I crave the muffins when we go into Remke every single time, uh, when we, even though I crave those sugary snacks still today, um, the reality is, is that that craving, that temptation is nothing compared to the fact that I know exactly how that's going to make me feel if I eat it mm-hmm. and it's not worth that. And that's what's kept me going. So to answer the question for me, I do not find that I have sluggishness because what I've done is I focus, uh, on staying away from the sugary carbs, uh, and I eat a lot of protein I am tons of protein and I, I, I stick with healthy fats. So my, my food intake is very heavily focused on uh, protein, healthy fats, and natural carbs. Like the carbs that I take in are usually like from black beans or something like that. Or uh, a nice baked sweet potato, which I eat probably about five of them a week. <laughs> so anyway... That's my very long answer to that. But I think what happens is if you want to cut your calories, if you can learn how to cut the... You have to cut them correctly. Exactly. So that's uh, Bethann. Bethann, thank you for your question. All right. Next question, completely unrelated. Uh, Jason Goff is asking, who inspires you in family and relationships? (laughs) I don't know. I have two answers immediately, but I'll give you a second. Well, you go because I have, I don't know. I would say there are, there are two, there are, there are two people or two couples that I think really I know who you're going to say. You probably do. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. No, so I'm Dan not... and Joanne Miller right. are number one on that list. Yep. Um, Dan Miller is a mentor to me in multiple ways and certainly in the area of business, but also in just any time I've ever been around Dan and Joanne Miller, um, and I've been around them a lot, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very blessed to have such a great relationship with them. But I can tell you, I'm always in awe of their relationship that they have with one another. I mean, they they are like best friends, and the way they communicate, uh, the way that they show respect for one another. It, just everything about them. It, I'm just inspired by their relationship. And it always it always motivates me and inspires me in being the husband that I desire to be. Um, and then the second couple 
is also a business mentor of mine, uh, but uh, Michael Hyatt and Gail Hyatt. I was right. I knew I you were. I know exactly who you were going to say. I knew you were. And and Michael and Gail have an, an amazing relationship as well. Um, and what's what's cool is I know these guys to know, I, I know both of, both of them so well, to know that their relationship hasn't always been so sunshine. You know, <laughs> right. there, there's been rocky roads. There have been times where things were rough. And I'm not sharing anything that's not been right. publicly shared by them in their own podcasts or in speaking engagements and whatever. So, um, but yeah, and so it inspires me to know, uh, it, it motivates me, or I'm encouraged, I guess I should say, to know that um, while I think our marriage is spectacular, um, to know that, uh, what, what are you looking at? Um, someone is watching. Yeah. Whom I know. Okay. They're texting me, but they must have got a new phone because I just have the number, not the name. All right. But anyway, that says to tell you that um, inspired you've inspired them to um, join Weight Watchers and they're down 10 pounds in three weeks. So Sweet. that's pretty dang amazing. That is awesome. Anyway, maybe, now maybe they'll tell me who they are. I'm because sure they will. I don't have your new number saved in my phone. Awesome. So, um, yeah, but those are the two people that are two couples that, that come to mind instantly. Yeah. I would, I, I, I would, um, now I would have to say that I haven't been, um, with Gail enough to, um, to have a relationship with her, but every time I'm around Joanne, I want to be her kid. And that's not to say that I don't have great parents, but I just want to be just like her when I grow up. When I grow up. I love that. <laughs> Which I really don't plan on ever growing. No. Um, she's a remarkable woman and, um. And so I, I would, I would, I would agree with Dan and Joanne and listening to Michael and Gail when they did their, um, when, when the, she joined him on his podcast and they talked about, um, they talked about their marriage right? To get, and, um, I, I would agree with both of those. I would agree with both of those. Um, yeah. On November 20th, um, no. On November 20th, Joanne is actually going to join Dan on his podcast, and they're going to talk about raising, it started out raising entrepreneurial kids. Right. But they're, he's kind of, it sounds to me like it's going to be creative kids as well. So I, That's who I thought it was. Who is it? Christina. Christina. P? No. Oh. No, no, no. Christina. C. Oh, okay. I know who it is now. Gotcha. So anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, entrepreneurial kids. Yes. So Dan and Joanne Miller on the right. 48 Days Online Radio Show on November 20th, um, they're gonna. They've been. He's been collecting feedback from his audience about how to raise entrepreneurial kids, p- kids who are creative and ideas of of basically how to generate income and stuff like that. And I'm looking forward to that. And I think you might be in. Yeah, you might be interested absolutely. in that episode. And if you guys are listening and you sound like, wow, I, I want to listen to that episode, go ahead and subscribe to Dan- November 20th. Yeah. November okay. 20th is the episode that he'll do. And uh, you can find his show in iTunes. Just look out for uh, Dan Miller or 48 days. Either one of those keywords will help you find it. Or you can go to 48days.com slash listen, I believe. Uh, but or 48days.com and Dan's podcast is there somewhere. Alrighty. So speaking of entrepreneurial kids, um, just good. Speaking of entrepreneurial kids, yeah, we can um, get to that in just a second. But um, McKenna wants to be an author when um, she grows up, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she wants to be an author right now. Um, She is writing stories, and and I think that it would be cool if you talked to her and she wrote a story, and maybe you could show her how she could post it online. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be like you can start changing, not changing, but reworking the way she thinks about being published now. Absolutely. Rather than when, you know. Yeah. Before the school gets in touch. Oh my goodness. They're going to brainwash that one too. It's ridiculous. (laughs) And you know what's sad? They spend more time with my kid than I do because they steal them all day long. And if I don't send them there, they'll send me to jail. (laughs) It's ridiculous. That's not true. You could homeschool. 
They won't. We tried that I once. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, th- you know what? That's a good idea. Plus, I don't want to teach geometry. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll schedule some time and no McKenna and I will go out to have a daddy-daughter date yep. and we'll talk about how to become an author because I happen to be very good friends with Jeff Goins who has completely done it in a in a way that is very much in line with what we know and experience yep. with creating your own online brand. So that that's what... that's the road that that and she's a good writer have you read the um the um what's that what was that was it a rap or it was a no anyway she had to write something um for her language arts class it's hanging on the fridge she on the fridge anyway the refrigerator <laughs> um she could did she sing it or she, anyway, it doesn't matter. You should have her do it to, because she wrote it and it's really, if I, I should have brought it down if I knew I was going to talk about that. But anyway. Cool. Yeah. All right. So Tyler asked two questions related to this. Uh, one is how do you communicate uh, about your business to your kids? And do you want to answer that one or do you want me to answer that one? I don't know that I have an answer to that one. Yeah, I do. So I don't sit down and talk about business directly with our kids. It's just part of our everyday life. It just is the way that it is. That's exactly it. I think our business philosophy and principles and and everything are simply a part of our lives. And Stephanie and I talk about business a great deal. And so our kids are in the room oftentimes when Stephanie and I are having business-related discussions uh, even when we're talking about new things, like um, Stephanie will have been, will have picked up the kids, and it's time for all of us to go to dinner. And so they come to the house, and they pick me up, and I get in the car. And then Stephanie's like, "So how was your day?" And the kids are all there in the back seat, and I'm like, "Oh, I got to tell you about this thing." And I just had a mastermind meeting, and on our mastermind call. I talked about this and that inspired me about this and we're going to do this. And and so our kids are hearing all of that as Stephanie and I are communicating back and forth about the business. So and this has been going on now for nine years. And so our kids have nine years of being a fly on the wall in our home. And our business is so much a part of our lives that um, I think that that's how we communicate our business to them. I would I would agree with that. It's just part of our it's just part of our everyday. They Yeah. You know. They ask questions. They I mean even when we're having our conversations, they Right. Anyway. And so Tyler also asked another question. He says, "How do you involve your kids in your business?" And I can tell you that when Megan was 8 years old, she had her own podcast with 38,000 subscribers. We used Christina, stop it. She misses you are, my face. <laughs> you are interrupting. Stop. Te- I'm taking your phone away. No, Give me not. your phone. Stop it. So anyway, you're sitting there having side conversations. Um, what was I saying? I don't know. I wasn't listening. I know you weren't. <laughs> he said, how do you involve your kids? Oh, so. She, I was McK- listening. McKenna you- had her own po- or McKenna. Megan, Megan had her own podcast when she was eight years old and it was very successful. It was the Hannah Montana fan podcast. Eventually, she grew out of Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus. And, Thank uh, goodness. Yeah. And way before she became controversial, she just, right. Megan didn't think she was cool anymore. And so we <laughs> transferred that over to the World According to Megan podcast. And um, then Matthew had his own podcast for a while called Gaming with Matt. I think there might be three episodes out right. there. Because uh, so he, he'd rather game than actually talk about it. And McKenna has uh, not had her own podcast yet. She's talked about having her own podcast a couple times. She's been on my podcast before, I believe, or we've just come down here and just played around. But um, I think they're also involved in our in our business in that they are when we do like um, when we went to San Diego, they mm-hmm. you know went to a meetup and Megan took the pictures for you at that meetup and yeah. yeah. Certainly not something that I'm trying to force on them or anything like that. But if they show interest in being involved in the business, then I'm always eager to find ways for them to be involved. Uh, And if they don't show interest, I'm not looking for ways to entice them at all at this point. Right. So I just kind of play it naturally and see how things go. 
All right, so we have answered that. Uh, let's see here. Um, what's this see here? What are easy steps to start and promote a podcast? That, my friend, is going to be a question for a different kind of podcast, uh, but, but not for Family from the Heart. Check out uh, Podcast Answer Man for something like that. Um, or I can just tell you, go to learnhowtopodcast.com. There you go. Uh, there, that, that'll be my quick answer to that. That'll one. be quick learn how to podcast hey, you should take it most of his quite they don't come with quick answers there you go you're welcome all right so let's see here carol says have you been back to the doctor since you guys have uh started working out so stephanie what about you it depends on what kind of doctor you're <laughs> you're asking about i've been to a doctor mm-hmm. um but as far as as a primary care um no because i don't have one that i like so I don't go for right. I don't, I don't go to the doctor unless I feel like I'm dying because right. I can't stand to go to this doctor and I, and I have not found one that I, that I like and would, would see regularly. Um, so no, I have not. And you, the, here, here's one caveat to that. You hadn't experienced any like medical symptoms no. or anything like that. And no. when you had gone to the doctor, the doctor hadn't said, mm-hmm. you know, we're, I'm really concerned about this right. or that. The only, think- my only big issue that I've ever had um, is um, iron deficient anemia. I take mm-hmm. iron and as long as I'm taking my iron, um, as long as I'm taking iron, um, that's fine and managed. Mm-hmm. And it's when I'm not that I'm tired and sluggish and weak and, you know, all of the things that go along with that. But, um, so yeah, there's that. Okay. So for me, when I started working out, I did go to the doctor and said, Hey, I am getting ready to start working out. And here are some things that I'm experiencing right now. Um, Remember that question and uh, we'll get to it. But um, here's here's some things that I'm experiencing right now and I want to tell you what I plan on doing. I'm working out six days a week, every week. I plan on doing this for the rest of my life. I'm not playing around. This is going to be heavy, high-intensity stuff. I'm going to be lifting weights. I'm going to be ripping muscles apart. I'm going to be stretching every part of my body I can possibly stretch and I am going to do high-intensity, aerobic-focused cardio exercise three days a week that is going to literally just exhaust all energy levels out of me. Uh, That's what I'm going to be doing. Is there any reason why I shouldn't do this? And they said, nope. Uh, All the things that you're experiencing, the pain in your chest and all this stuff, I I think it's related to this because I was experiencing chest pain at the time. Um, And and he says, I don't think it's your heart. I think it's heartburn. Uh, and I, I think it's acid reflux, and I think that it, it, when you drop weight, I think that'll you'll see that go away. Um, and as far as your hip pain is concerned, you've been tr- you've been back and forth with doctors in the past, and uh, you know that I don't. They've already told you that you're not going to do anything worse to your hip, and taking more weight off is only going to make the symptoms of that go away. Uh, so I got a green light. I personally went to the doctor to get a green light before I started working out. Um, since then, since I started working out, I did go to the doctor when I had um, bronchitis, I think, or what was it? No, upper respiratory infection uh, in December. And um, I asked the doctor, I said, listen, I've made this commitment. I'm doing six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. Uh, and here's the deal. I've got this upper respiratory infection. As far as I'm concerned, I'm weak, but my determination, I, I can make this happen. I need to know, should I, you know, you've given me this right. prescription for antibiotics and stuff like that. Um, and, and stuff, should I continue to work out? Should I continue to work out? Um, in spite of the fact that I'm not feeling well or what should I do? And the doctor said, listen, here's the deal. Um, you really want your body to recover. And while you're taking these antibiotics, I want you to take three days off of your daily intense exercise. Get plenty of rest. Just relax and sit back and let the medicine do its work. And then on the fourth day, which would have been Saturday, you can go back at it as hard as you want from that point forward. And so those technically are the only three days that I've taken off from my commitment. And I've certainly made up for that for the number of times that I've done two in a day 
And uh, there are some times when I, instead of doing six days a week, I've done seven. So anyway, uh, so that was one time I went back to the doctor. Now, I can tell you this. I have not been to the doctor in the past six months, I don't believe. But I am getting ready to go back to the doctor again just so that I can actually get them to remove one thing off of my record. So there were, if I sign into my medical records, there are two medical conditions that I'm listed as having. I think I need to say no more questions because the paper's full. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys can ask more questions. So uh, there are two medical conditions. One was acid reflux, which I was able to go in and remove that myself off of the electronic medical records because I don't take acid reflux medicine anymore. Uh, And the second thing that I want to have them do, and I'm going to have them remove it rather than me remove it, um, and that is I'm going to have them remove obese because I am, as far as I'm concerned, I am no longer obese. My BMI is technically obese. I'm I'm at 33 right now. But you have but I right. I but that's not taking into account my muscle mass. So I don't consider myself to be obese anymore and I want the doctor to confirm that and to remove that as a medical condition from my records. And also, another thing is that I will be applying for actually Stephanie and I will both be applying for new life insurance policies um, in November. Or December. Yes. Mine should automatically be better because the last time I had my physical for life insurance, it was like literally four days after I'd given birth. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So uh, Mark is saying, Cliff, will when will we see you on the catwalk? What I can tell you is that on November 14th, I am going to be publishing a photo on my Facebook page. And that photo will be a before picture with me with without a shirt on and an after picture without a shirt on. It'll be the first time in public that I've published a picture of myself without a shirt on. I don't think I've ever done that before. In I'm not my gonna life. publish a picture without a shirt on. <laughs> Thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. that. Yep. Um so yeah, I I am I'm actually kind it's not of not right that you get to do that. It, it it's yeah. You could have a bathing suit top on, I, I have I, I have one. It's a sports bra and shorts. There you go. You could do that if you wanted to. But anyway, and, and I, it's actually publicly public knowledge now. I shared it in a podcast with uh, Ray Edwards, which actually went out yesterday, I believe. Um, it's my goal to be on the front cover of Men's Fitness or Men's Health Magazine in the future. Yes, I know. I will, this. I will be on the front cover. I know. Megan rolls her eyes. That's fine. I, I'll see she, her roll she, her eyes when I hand her the magazine and say, here you go. <laughs> She's allowed to roll her eyes. She's your kid. I know. So, um, yeah, I, and I just want to encourage people, if you are starting out or even if you've already started and you haven't been to the doctor, go see the doctor and make sure that because, you know, right. you get yourself into some high intensity stuff. Um, it, it's important. Um, you know, uh, let's see here. Carol asked the question uh, that is, uh, how, has fall weather started in your area? On and off. I think we're in an Indian summer right now because yeah. I wore a sweater the other day and the shirt I had on underneath of it was wet because I was sweating so bad. You know, the funny thing is I woke up the other morning and I'm like, I looked at my watch to see what the temperature is because I don't go outside <laughs> if I don't have to. Yep. Uh, it was 35 degrees. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. We had some frost weather overnight um, or yeah. There have been a couple mornings we've woken up with um, frost on the grass and the cars that don't park in a garage. And yeah. um, but then it, it's really warm again now. I leave. I leave to go on. Uh, I leave the house to usually go to lunch probably you, about four days a week. Yeah, but you get in the car in the garage, so yeah. you're really only walking from the car to the restaurant and back. Yep, and that restaurant's usually Chipotle. Of course. And then I go to the gym three to five days a week, and uh, same deal. I get in the car in the garage, so I don't I don't get outside a whole lot these mm-hmm. days. Which actually is another question that I don't think that I wrote. Actually, I did write it down. Uh, Mike Shell wants to know: did, Have you stopped riding your bike? For right now, yes. I have. Um, he doesn't leave. I I have stopped riding my bike. It's not because the weather, though. Uh, interestingly enough, it's just. Um, I I try to mix up what I'm doing all the time and I was getting to the point where I was riding my bike like nonstop. I was 
and, and once you once you to get to the point where you're running a, riding 50 miles one weekend, 100 miles the next weekend, and 100 miles the next weekend, you get on your bike and you go for 10 miles, and it's like, what's this? And not only that, but um, yeah, it's just I, I think I just needed something. I get I get bored over time. I believe that I'll be riding my bike plenty more um, next year. And I'll probably still do several more rides this year. And I'll, I might even get into a whole nother thing where I just get addicted to going for a ride every day. Um, but I don't know. It, but for right now, yes, I have stopped riding my bike. And I'm uh, really into just doing strength training and and cardio, intensity, high-intensity cardio. I mean, I can get on my bike and do a long, um, what do you call that, uh, endurance ride. And that's great. But man, it, it's it's really hard to compete with what I can do on the elliptical in 45 minutes when I can get my heart rate up to 172 beats per minute and and just rock it out for five, 10 minutes and then hover around 165 beats per minute uh, for the remainder of the 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, that's to answer your question there. Uh, Mike also wants to know, what is your next family trip? Do we have anything? Um, Planned? No. Planned, no, but Megan has the opportunity to dance in the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade next November, which will actually be her 17th birthday, and um, she's she's desperately waiting for us to give her the green light to confirm with her dance studio that she's going. Is there a date, a deadline to confirm with them? November 1st. That's ridiculous. Well, she's known for a long time. Not okay. a long. She's we um I think she got the papers maybe 3 or 4 weeks ago. So. Okay. But in that 3 or 4 weeks we've been very busy. So. Right. Yeah. Well, and for me, I can tell you right now, uh travel is my least priority is the least of my priorities of scheduling any type of travel at all. Um this past year I've d- we've done so much traveling and I personally I mean, and it's not just my business tra- traveling which I've done tons of that as well but we've done tons of family traveling yes we have um it just I'm tired we've, we've been on a lot of family trips and be honest with you I'm looking forward to not being on the go right if and we only have three trips next year we only have three trips that's two for you and one for the family and we'll be done yep and that'll be fine and that's that's currently well I actually the two for the for myself are definitely on on the books but yep. you like how I threw that in there yeah yeah so I think even if we don't I all five I if if it's just this has been a dream since she was little all right like this has been something because the dance studio's been doing this like so that's ever, gonna be our one trip so next many year. years and um I don't I mean I think that it should be if we can make it work yeah all right this is why I needed you for Okay, so I'm actually I don't have I'll be finished with A to Z by it'll be November 11th. Okay, and it's the week of Thanksgiving. We'd be in New York for the week of Thanksgiving. All right. So is it the entire week? She she'll be there the entire week. Yeah. Okay, so NYC. So. NYC. And when do we have to pay for this trip? It well, that's why she has to confirm by November 4th because it's installments over the year. All right. Like, All right. Well, I am putting it on here. But to go as a spectator, um, which is you go to all the same shows that the girls go to, you you know do all of the same things that, that the girls do, it costs the same amount of money as the girls' ticket. So, And that includes the, the room and board and everything? I have to double check what that includes. Okay, you'll get so, the details. I will have the details. So it looks like our next family trip is possibly, well, is probably going to be New York City. New York City, City next November. Next November anyway I hate travel <laughs> anyway all right so let's see here what else um i'll let you ask these questions since um you wrote them down um, mark asked um will we record an episode from there meaning new york and probably if we had time probably yeah, well we'll see don't you make can't any read commitments. my handwriting i probably could but i figured we're running low on time here okay. so yeah so um Plus, there's something else that I wanted to talk about. So, uh, Mark says, um, do your kids accept your dietary changes and are they on board? And I would say yes and no. Okay. There are some times that they, um, I'll tell you this, our kids prefer to eat healthy 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. 
But when they want grilled cheese or, oh, why did I say that? I want grilled cheese. Who am I kidding? I am craving grilled cheese so bad. Don't shake your head at me. I make the best grilled cheese. You do. But. Ever. And I'm craving it really bad. Anyway. For me, it just would not be worth. I understand. I'm not asking you to eat it. And I, I, I'm going to throw my flip flop at you unless you stop right now. I, yep. If Changing my daughter's allowed to roll her eyes, I'm allowed to roll my eyes. You didn't roll your eyes. You're giving commentary and I don't need it. <laughs> Much better. See how that worked? Yes. Gotcha. Um, you can Hashtag do what you. Hashtag Cliff rolled his eyes. You. You can make your dietary. Goals, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. But don't judge me when I want grilled cheese. I wasn't judging you. Okay, but that's how you make me feel. So, all right. <sighs> anyway, ninety five. Choose to feel. <laughs> all right, ninety five percent of the time our kids want to eat healthy, but there is the five percent of the time when they don't, and they want Matthew is a carb lover. I don't know anyone who loves carbs as much as him, and and when I say carb, I mean Bread. breads. The kid loves bread. Um, did we share the story in Paris about him eating an entire French baguette by himself? Like literally walking down the street just eating off of this French baguette. And um, loves bread. And so if he wants, you know, for breakfast he wants pancakes or waffles or a muffin. And for lunch he wants a sandwich. And for dinner he went, you know... Loves carbs. So um, limiting those are, are um, a challenge for him. Right. But we do that and, and he does that. So the, the answer to that is yes and no. Okay. Because I think that while they accept um, most of the changes that we make, we're not currently expecting them to eat just like us. Right. And my... my- add on answer to that is for me it doesn't matter who accepts what i've my changes are because here's what i can tell you is that i fix my own breakfast in the morning i don't expect anybody else to eat what i'm eating and i don't expect anybody else to make it for me i get up every morning i make myself two slices of organic bacon and i make two uh, organic eggs and i scramble them and that's what i eat every single morning and i have for a year now Um, and then for lunch, I make my own lunch. I either go to Chipotle or I pull out a salmon filet and I pan sear it myself and I have a sweet potato, which I've baked myself. So I I take care of that myself. And then as far as dinner is concerned, I hopefully rely on Stephanie to have either prepared a nice, healthy, um, whole, clean, natural foods without any processed ingredients, which she does when she cooks. Or we go out to a restaurant, and when I go to Usually a restaurant, Chipotle. if it's Chipotle, then it's no problem at all. If it's not Chipotle, then I try to find something on the menu that I will eat. Uh, the most I think difficult- we've only taken you twice to somewhere other than Chipotle. We went to City Barbecue, and you figured that out. We went to Chili's, um, and I've got that. I had oh yeah, we have Chili's. been going. Yeah, we did go to Chili's a couple of times, and but the biggest, the funniest one was Red Robin. Red Robin is absolutely the worst <gasps> restaurant on the face of this planet. Um, it, I, I, it is in a disgusting bin of horrible eating. Uh, but I had them fix me a just a grilled. What was it? A grilled chicken it fillet. Was grilled chicken, and you had steamed carrots and steamed carrots, and that's what I eat there. Yeah. And they charged me for a whole chicken sandwich, which is I ridiculous. Know. But anyway, um. But yeah, so I, I, I take responsibility for what I'm eating. And if my family or my kids did not support those eating uh, decisions, I would still decide them anyway for myself. I, would, I, I don't want to force it on them, but I am adamant that I know what I want to put into my body and what I don't want to put into my body. And I take responsibility for that. Yes. After school yesterday, and th- this, is, this is a classic, the kids wanted junk and I gave it to them. Um, Totally ad- admitting that I gave in to what they wanted yesterday. Um, they got a snack after school. Uh, McKenna and Matthew got a snack after school. And um, so Matthew texted me his because he stayed after for a club and he wanted Cheez-Its. So I pick up Janie and we go to um, the gas station and we're getting the snacks and because um, that was the closest, fastest way we had to get what they wanted. And so I get his Cheez-Its and, 
and she picks up her snack and she's having um cheetos cheese puffs and we get in the car and i'm like okay so this is what's happening and i'm run off the rest of the evening and and i said you know dad and i are going to the gym at seven and so you know dinner is going to be quick i'm not fixing anything big for dinner you guys can have grilled cheese or macaroni and cheese or roast beef and cheese you see the theme tonight it's cheese (laughs) they thought it was funny anyway so there are times when like the schedule just doesn't allow for um right decisions but that's because i'm not prepared ahead of time okay because when i am prepared ahead of time I would have the snack with me and it wouldn't be Cheez-Its or cheese puffs or whatever. Right. Um, okay. Mike wants to know, are you still avoiding um, diet Coke and soda? Yes. Uh, well, I, I am definitely avoiding all diet Coke. I don't drink any soda with sugar. I don't drink any soda with uh, any diet soda with artificial sweetener. Um, I do have one soda that I drink uh, and it is called Zevia. And it is uh, flavored with um, stevia, and which is a natural artificial flavor. I try not to get into it too much because the sweetness makes me want more sweetness. Um, and and I, <laughs> what? Nothing. It does. So no, I was laughing at your garbage can. I tried, oh, I tried yeah. to. Yeah, it was funny. So but how it, much sweetness you wanted this week? Well, that's not just this week. That garbage can hasn't been emptied out in probably a month or two. What are you looking at? She's counting how many cans are in there. There's going to be a tons of cans because. But they're like, there's like 10 right on top. So those haven't been there a month. I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, So anyway, but so yeah, I drink Zevia. Um, I probably have, uh, I would say I have at least one per day. I'd say you have one a day. And there are times when I may have two or three in a day. They're usually either with breakfast lunch or dinner and not all the times do those with, meals right. come with with the right. zevia and most of the time because when you go out you have water when i go out i always have water now um and i've even got to the place where i drink drink tap water wherever i'm at mm-hmm. uh and then i have my own bottle of water and and i would say i i would say at all times 95 percent of the fluid i drink in a day 95 to 100 percent of the fluid i drink in a day is water yep so, um, I think it said Purnell, but I didn't see what he said. It said. Zevia so is expensive. He said Zevia is expensive. My only response to that is eating healthy is expensive. Yeah. It is so much more cost effective to eat junk food and, and to be unhealthy, but you have to, it's, it's, it's a decision that you have to make and a price that you have to pay. Yeah. And, and you know what, the thing is, is that what costs us more money in eating healthy, I just made decisions to uh, save money in other things. Like there are tons of other things that people spend like mind numbing money on right. that I choose not to. I mean, right. I, I, for example, for me, gas in a car, I, I cost hardly any money in this family when it comes to gas. I make up for it. I know you so do. So don't worry about it. <laughs> so, but, but the other thing is, is hobbies and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, my hobby is my business, you know, right. my be- my hobby generates income. Um, but all, all the things that I, I mean, the, my, I think my greatest expense for this family is my eating healthy. I don't think there are any other expenses that this family pays that that the family funds pay for outside of me eating healthy. Unless you're riding your bike. That's true. When you're when you're but riding that, that, and the maintenance on the bike can cost quite a bit of money. That's true. But um but you're right. On a regular basis it is your it it is it is eating healthy that yep. Yep. And, and then he rolls his eyes at me every time I tell him we need to raise the grocery budget. I'm like, sorry dude, stop eating healthy. <laughs> And um, Mark says, do we grow our own food? No, we don't do that. No. Uh, we build a house with no backyard. <laughs> so, yes. Um, is there one or two more there's questions? There's two more. Um, we're going to try to get them in because I have to be on the other side of town. Wait, in before you get to that, did you say you had another topic too though? There were just, just like we haven't said anything like what the kids have done this weekend. And we'll say that. Just, so just over the weekend, that. over the weekend, um, Megan and Matthew had the opportunity to, um, participate in the university of kentucky's honor choir yeah and um and i was just I, it was incredible that they got to go down there and do that and it, it 
Um, so they learn, they go down, they went down Friday night. Now that, now that I'm actually doing it, I feel like I'm in a hurry. And so You're not in a my hurry. mind is jumbled. Actually, I am. I have to be somewhere in 19 minutes. Okay. Um, did you already make the shake? I did. Okay. <laughs> so, which leads to a whole nother story. <laughs> but, um, so they went down Friday night and they, um, met who would be their, um, director and, it's students from all over the state of Kentucky who, who come. I, I think there were like 13 um, to 15 participating um, schools. And um, they learned music f- for a couple hours on Friday night. And then the UK choirs performed for them, which was amazing. And they go, we went back down on Saturday. And uh, we went back down on Saturday and they rehearse the music and then they perform it. And so in like six or seven hours of rehearsal, they learned five pieces of music. Okay. Um, which, and I know you never did choir, but that that's like a really amazing thing to do. Right. And, um, and they weren't all like really easy pieces. But they learned five pieces of music and then performed them in a concert for, um, for the parents. And it was an incredible, it, 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 here's what it is. Um, it's a recruitment. It's totally a, a recruitment ploy on from the music department. I I absolutely know that hands down. But um, but it was a cool experience that they got to have. Yeah, and they had the, a great time. The coolest thing is that the, at the last minute, Matthew was invited to participate as well. Now he could have gone, but um, in, in the first place. But he said that you know he wasn't really interested, and I was like, that's okay. You're a freshman, you know. But um, at the last minute, his choir director came and said that um, there was that, three boys uh, that dropped out. Three boys that, and he could have it if if he wanted. And so he took it, and he had an amazing time. And I'm so excited to see him open up to something other than video gaming, because he's really getting involved in choir. He's taking piano lessons and loving it. And so he has music is opening him up to this whole other world outside of his bedroom and what i what i thought was really cool is just how buddy buddy matthew and megan were both all in, weekend r- all weekend yeah. running in the same circles that to me was the most I exciting thing one of the other exciting things was that um he was the only freshman boy and they really took him in because there's this whole upperclassman freshman thing um, in their high school, and freshmen are treated like lower class citizens. <laughs> As it is in all high schools. As it is in all high So for them to take him in, and he had a great time, it was fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got to put that in here at the last minute. Sorry it was rushed. Eh, if I would have known earlier, I would have, uh, we would have. I told put you I had it. things, but. Okay. I did not hear you say that. But uh-huh. anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back next week. We did have two more questions that came in from the chat room. We will put them on the list for next week. And again, guys, I can't begin to tell you how much value and, and, and just encouragement it brings to us to have your questions like these that we can answer on the show. So if you guys would please email us your questions, feedback at gspn.tv. And until next time, we encourage you to live your life on purpose.